I'm Sarah Burlew, the founder and CEO of Omni, and I'm joined with my very dear friend, Katie Stevenson, head of client experience for Omni. The Pioneer Podcast elevates the voices of pioneering leaders from entrepreneurs to artists. As pioneers, we choose not to take the easy road. While the road may be unpaved and bumpy, it's also the very same path that allows for the most impactful discoveries about your work and about yourself. On the Pioneer Podcast, we take away the pre-filters, embrace authenticity to share the highs and lows of what it takes to build a business, a brand, or a movement. Tune in with us to laugh, learn, and be inspired by stories that prove that bringing out the best in others is how we truly find the best in ourselves. Yes, 100%. And we will invite others in to indulge themselves in the dialogue and teach us a thing or two as well. Today, we wanted to take time to give you a little bit of insight into who we are at Omley and how we came to even be a business in the first place. I wanted to work somewhere with people I love to work with and have that be fun. So when Omley was in its infancy before it was Omley, I knew that I wanted the company to embody the spirit of a female pioneer. Mm. The definition of a pioneer is someone who builds or creates something new and creates a path for others to follow. That's different to me than an entrepreneur, for example. They're just building and creating, but the pioneer is all about lifting other boats, bringing people along, rising, and helping other people lift beyond it. So I was very fixated on that. Like I probably would have started Omni sooner had I landed on a name that I was really passionate about. And it was one of these, like I woke up at 3 a.m., I couldn't sleep, I went into the guest room, I was on Google, literally just Googling female pioneers and reading about all these women. And I stumbled upon Phoebe Omni, who was a pioneer in American aviation and unfortunately largely lost to history. Her story was one of just resourcefulness and creativity and just absolute lasting impact in helping educate, grow others and the industry she was in. Because to me, the whole spirit of doing something for the purpose of helping others and bring others along is what I wanted everyone to feel, everyone to lean into, every project we work on, everyone we interact with to have that spirit in mind. And that's true for all of the industries we work in. In healthcare, there are tons of pioneers and there are still more needed. In cannabis, there are a ton of pioneers who have gotten us to this point and still there are more needed. And so it felt like that was something we could own forever. Right. You're going through the whole journey of seeing if you could even trademark <laughs> her name to make it the name of your company. And I remember uh, after our brunch of whether or not this is like a real deal kind of thing, thinking about who my pioneer would be. It was funny, Betty White came to mind as well, which is Lauren's. And I was like, yeah, it's not really like my style. Like she just, you know, she's just top of mind. And then I thought about like, well, would it be in sports or maybe in, in politics? And then I was like, the obvious choice for me is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so thinking about everything about her and her journey to me is so impactful. And I, I talk about this a lot. Her husband, even in that mindset, was it was not during a time where men stepped aside so women could pursue their dreams, their career dreams. And he did. And he was a very successful attorney and a really good father and a great partner but he let her shine and he did not feel like that blew out his candle. So I love the dynamics of their relationship and the opportunities that he gave her to pursue first and foremost. Um, But obviously everything else that she has done or that she had done around civil rights, women's rights, equal rights. And one of my favorite stories is the, I think it's the Virginia military Institute or no, I'm sorry. The, um, the widow, the widower Mm -hmm. um, who, when to, to, he, she actually 
was part of the case with him where he was like, well, women get more benefits than men do when they're widowers. And I think I should get the same benefits as women. And just like everything else, just, that's inequitable. We should make things equal. Um, so from the gay rights movement um, to the women's rights, the abortion, everything that she created and helped be a part of that makes things more in some senses, tolerable for a lot of people that don't have a voice. It's such an important thing that we do that when someone joins on their Very first day, they share who yeah. their pioneer is. We talk about it with our clients because it it does a, several things. One, like you already know more about you, Katie, knowing that that's who your right, pioneer is right. and why you chose her mm -hmm. because you choose her because of the values that align and inspire you. And so as a whole company, we have all of these people, some, some I never even heard of till they were chosen right, right. to now newly be inspired by and motivated by. And it's such a powerful way to connect everything we do for our clients with who we are as people and what we aspire to be as a company. Yep. Totally. Totally. And it's so funny to me when we had just the other day, we asked one of our clients, who's your pioneer. And I'm always shocked when they come up with something quickly on the spot. She's had it in seconds. And it was Amelia Earhart. And we are like, well, do we have a story for He's you? Like, let me show you this portrait I have of Amelia Earhart. <laughs> We'd love to hear about who inspires you and who is a pioneer in your life. Tag us on social and let us know. You know, we talk about as a company, we have a pioneering spirit. We choose pioneers as we join the organization and we wanted to create a platform for pioneers to be heard and to elevate their voices and create space for them. And so I, I envision as we progress this podcast and figure out how to do this together, <laughs> that we are not only sharing our expertise, but learning from each other and then creating a platform for pioneers of any industry as they're thinking about how they're building and creating something new and how maybe we could be even a small part of their journey to pave the way for others to follow. I actually think that there's some parallels with people's disc profiles for their, mm. for their pioneers, because I think Ruth was like a dove eagle. Definitely. Probably, and I've shed some of the eagle in recent years, but it peeks its head out every now and then. Um, so I think like when it comes to, so doves are, I'm a, I'm a dove owl. I used to be a dove owl eagle. Now I'm a dove owl. Doves are all about harmony and making sure that there's fairness and equity amongst the people that they care the most about. And I think that that's where I would have drinks for hours with RBG about like fighting for people that, that feel they don't have a voice or feel they've never been heard with their voice mm -hmm. and uh, trying to represent fairness for people that mm -hmm. don't feel like they have it or I've observed that they don't have it. I mean, that's the Ruth that I see in you all the time, <laughs> you know, to create space to say, Hey, I haven't heard your opinion. You know, what are you thinking about this? Or you're the person I go to when I'm like, how did you think that meeting went? Because <laughs> I know that you're picking up on what's being said and what's not being said mm -hmm. and have a pulse on the temperature of the room and the dynamics happening. I know you're someone I can go to and say like, how did specifically I do and what should I do different? And you will come with it. You won't be like, Oh no, you did great. Just like keep doing that. But instead you're like, well, here's what I saw that was great. And here is maybe something to think about. And I think that balanced viewpoint, mm -hmm. you know, we've talked a lot about Ruth and her, her big buddy, yeah, you know, the Alita. Alita. And they were disagree without being disagreeable. Right. They were on opposite ends. And I think um, that's something I always delight in about our friendship is that mm -hmm. we have different experiences, different backgrounds, can totally disagree on something. And it doesn't impact mm -hmm. the relationship. I did, I'm thinking of a specific point where we were in front of <laughs> the team and we were vehemently disagreeing yeah. on something. And then we were like, we kind of all came to conclusion. And then everybody left and you and I looked at each other and we were like, I'm really glad they saw that. <laughs> yeah, that 
we wanted people to be aware that that right. we were well, never we weren't going to always agree with right. each other. We weren't always going to kind of dig in and have that support, but we would be fair. And I think that's something I've learned a lot from you. When I tell people like I would follow her anywhere, it's you have a vision for this company that's already 15 years down the pike. And I'm just like, what do we have to do by the weekend kind of thing? <laughs> you say your superpower is that you recognize skills and um, capacities and other people that they don't recognize in themselves. There are so many similarities in who we are and like our value base, mm-hmm. right. but we approach problems very differently. Very like you described yeah. in terms of like how, where are we thinking in the journey? It helps balance out the perspective, not just that there are places that we disagree, but I think we come to look at something through very different classes and somewhere in the middle, we find the the right path because right. we've taken time to really appreciate that each other's viewpoint is different, but that there's like some nugget of goodness on of both it. sides. Yeah, right. yeah. I totally agree. When I think about what we are creating as a company, as a culture, as the impact that we're trying to have on the world around us, I would love that people that are trying to do the same thing become listeners of the podcast. You know, I thought about starting Omni for years, probably my whole life. I have always talked about wanting to start a company. I have had many bad ideas for companies. <laughs> you know, when I think back to starting Omni, I remember even when I left my old job and was starting to network with other founders to understand their journey, so many people kept using one specific word and they would say, wow, it's really brave. And every time they said it in my head, I heard brave (laughs) with a question mark at the end because I wasn't sure. You know, I remember thinking I and saying to my partner, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for a year. It's going to be like an MBA. I'm going to learn a lot. And I'm probably going to need a job at the end of the year and really going into it open-minded of where, what direction we were going to go. I knew I wanted to be in healthcare. I knew I wanted to be in cannabis. I knew that I knew how to be a consultant. And so I was trying to figure out how those things would come together to create something meaningful and lasting. And I would love to have our listeners be people who are at the beginning of that journey, in the middle of that journey, they're, they have the question mark at the end of brave. They feel brave and it's an exclamation point for them. You know, anybody that's kind of going through this process of how can I find more meaning in my daily life and be inspired by other people who have done it? I heard you say inspired and brave. So often we ask our clients, how do you want to feel at the end mm-hmm. of this meeting or the end of this session? So at the end of our podcast, how do we want, besides inspired and brave, how do we want our listeners to feel? Mm, I would love them to feel, fuck yeah. (laughs) Like I would love them to end the podcast and think that thing that I've been thinking about, that thing that I've been worried about, it's possible and I'm going to go after it. Yeah. I think that's the biggest piece for me is the connector point. Mm -hmm. So we say that in our story, we're connectors. And I think this is a huge way for us to be able to connect with others that are following a similar journey, but so crazy down a path we would never go that we can hear more about it. And then also identify people that we can introduce to each other Mm -hmm. to help them out and see how they can help each other. I worked on a project a few years ago that was focused on breaking down the taboos about menopause of which I knew nothing. And um, I would take the train from Philadelphia to New York City. I would call my mom on the way home and frequently say, did you know that this happens? Like, (laughs) do women do this? And she would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my next question would be, why do women talk about this? My dad suffers from just some really debilitating back pain. So he has been on opioids for, gosh, almost a decade at this point. And um, while they 
reduce some of his pain. It doesn't even help all of his pain, but it also has some significant impacts to his lifestyle and personality. And I was always seeking a way to help him that was different. And then medical marijuana was legalized in Pennsylvania, where I live, and I had not been a consumer of that. I was a dare to say no kid. <laughs> you know, I, differences between us. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I took to heart the commercial when they cracked an egg in a frying pan and said, this is your brain on drugs. And I believed that that was true. So I had not consumed, but when it was legalized, I started to look into it for my dad as instead of this gateway drug, I had been told it was, but instead an off ramp for him to get off opioids. And then at the same time, I had, um, you know, a career in consulting that I really liked some parts of it and didn't like some other parts. And I thought there were ways that work could be more fun. And so kind of those three things came together to say, how can I break down the taboos about a place like cannabis, similar to the way I did that with menopause, and also then create a place that's just really fun to be and to work. Mm -hmm. Sarah and I went to our first Cannabis Marketing Association conference in Denver this past summer. So yeah, it's so funny to like, when we were in Colorado talking to all those people about how cannabis is coming around. And yeah. it is next on the docket. As Omni was growing and evolving and we were figuring out how we were going to be effective in the cannabis space, we talked a lot about, well, healthcare is going to expand. Healthcare mm -hmm. is going to expand to include this. But it isn't yet. And our, is the world ready for it? And are our clients ready for that? And not just our concern, but there are real concerns for cannabis companies. They can't put money in a bank right. because it is federally illegal. So there was a real concern for us at the beginning of, can we have those funds right. in a bank account and not worry about them? And so it's even in, in two years time. So incredible to see that we're now able to be openly talking about how we really do believe healthcare and cannabis will exist in the same portfolio. We are proof of that because we're doing work in both of those places and the work is kind of the same. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Almost exactly the same, <laughs> if you will. When we think about consulting, we don't think about telling you what you should do differently, but instead asking some of the right questions to help other people reflect on what they're doing, but also bring the experience we have in those questions. So we've seen this before. Is this something you've faced or have you thought about this? That it's more about providing the perspective and the questions and sometimes the framework to get to a solution and less about telling people what you think. And I think that's what makes us a big differentiator in how we interact with clients, how we exist in the consulting world, because that is not the role we want to play. You know, we're really clear that as humans, we all have a very finite level of knowledge, and it's actually discovering new things that makes consulting fun. And that's what makes us better at what we do, because we're open and vulnerable with what we do know, what we don't know, and where we think we can help. I think that that goes, that says a lot towards our BD philosophy, which is building relationships, partnerships over projects. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we don't feel the need to tell our clients what's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. We recently had an interview where somebody talked about um, putting together a pitch deck, which was essentially, we've done some research and we know all the things that are wrong with you guys. And so now we can talk to you about what's bad. You're doing a terrible job in these things. And here's how we can help. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that sounds horrific. <laughs> I, no wonder people don't like BD. Like no one wants to go in and assume that you know more than the person sitting across the table from you. And so how can we like more so show up as problem solvers and be solution oriented and thought partners to say, well, tell me more about that. Like, why do you think that's happening? Or why is that different than what you've experienced in the past? And starting to 
peel the onion of what's really going on and why that's bothersome to you or why that's impacting your bottom line or why that might be leading to attrition. So getting to the root cause analysis and then being able to say like, okay, well, now when we know what's causing the issue, now we can come in and help you solve it as opposed to being like, well, it's probably this. Like we see it everywhere. And it's such an evolution. I think I believe we're on the cutting edge of it now. It started with you'd have salespeople. Right. And then there was kind of an awareness that like nobody likes to be sold to. It was kind of gross. And so then we started calling it BD, business development. We're not selling. We're just developing business, which is essentially just selling wrapped up in a new package. It's just like a couple more words in the mix, but basically the same thing. And I think when we think about that, we're pushing it beyond that to say, we actually don't want to sell to you. And it's not about business development. It's about understanding the problem that you're facing. And most of the time, we are not going to be the solution. And when we're not, we're happy to admit that. And if we can, refer you to someone who we think can help you with that solution. If we are, great. Let's keep talking about how we can help you solve this problem. So it's very different than sales or business development. But instead, like, what is the challenge? How can we help you figure that out? Have you been working in management consulting and excited to hear that there's a place that does it differently? Don't hesitate to reach out. We're hiring and looking for great, talented people who are hungry, humble, smart, and looking to be consultants that think about the world a little differently.